picture this. A recording studio somewhere far, far away. Honey, you sound like she thirsty. I mean thirsty. Welcome to a special, a very special edition of Thirsty Bitch Season 4. Yes, and I am so happy yes. to have uh, Impulse London in the house. F- uh, from Season 3, we had Dom. If we c- recall, Dom is the president of Impulse London. Yep. Along Dom, we have Harry, who is... We yes. have Harry, who is a member of the advocacy team. Hey, yes. Harry, how are you? Hello, I'm good. You? Applause. So this is a very yes. serious version of Thirsty Bitch. We don't normally do serious here, but we are well, talking about consent out yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't think it's like it's not uber serious, it's not uber serious in terms of we want same. to kind of like expand uh the conversation about consent mm-hmm. and i think that a way to do it is to make it relatable to people and we don't want to make it in a situation where we're kind of like putting people off like you can't talk about this or you can't talk about that so harry tell us a little bit about what you do at impulse um, so yeah, at Impulse, I'm part of our advocacy team. Okay. Um, so we're the ones behind kind of the messaging, what we want to put out there, um, important LGBTQ dates. Um, so the one thing I've been spearheading is our conversation around consent. So okay. it's our own very consent campaign, which we're doing over five episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so far we've done two, three. three. <laughs> we have done three. Three. And, yeah, working on the final two. And what yeah. does that involve? Like the episodes that you're talking about of consent? Um, so basically what I've tried to do is make sure it's as inclusive as possible because I want to make sure I'm getting a viewpoint of so many people across genders, sexualities. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we go into all the different aspects of like, you know, consent online, um, locker room talks, that's things that you allow between your friends and how you challenge your friends. Which we will be talking about now. Yeah. yeah. So just a wide range, just going all that, all that to speaking about sexual soul, um, the pinnacle of sexual violence. Um, so it's then just kind of getting us all together in the group, kind of having like a round the table conversation to get different perspectives, different ideas um, on how we tackle consent. How do we go mm. forward to, you know, get it out there, especially as men, because it's predominantly our group that is perpetuating more of this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow. You have such a clear voice, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that? Like everything that you said, like I understood so well. And I know, I know that that makes me sound a little bit like- Are you speaking Spanish? No, I know that made made me sound like a little bit slow, but I love it. It's called diction. I think one of the things that we can start with, because most of our listeners are from an American audience and we've got the British audience. And I think consent, even though it sounds black and white, I think there could be quite a big gray scale around consent. So can we go through, like what Harry Dom think consent means. Yeah. What um, a question. That was that was triggering. Uh, <laughs> not triggering. I, I just think it is like how would so you? Many yeah. But what um, do you see as consent? I know we're going to go into a very deep to- topic later on with yourself. Yeah. But what would consent mean to you? To me, consent means an enthusiastic yes and um, getting permission from said person to do anything sexual, whether that's virtually or in person. Consistently. Um, yeah. Consistently, and it's. It's obviously not just the one thing you get, like consent is a thing you have to keep updating. It's a bit like your phone and it gives you like new updates. You have to continually keep updating it. It's not I just like a that. blanket. But where is this thing? I mean, if you're having sex, if you meet somebody having sex with somebody or in any environment, 
it feels really clinical to go, do you mind if I do this to you? I've well, heard this a lot, but it's kind of like... You don't you know, have to say you know those words, to, like, yeah, can you, you give know, me consent? Well, it's like, if you're if you're kind of moving on to something while you're having sex, like, there's a way you can say it, like, you can make it sexy and just ask, like, is this okay? Yeah. How like, about this? Do you, you like okay? that? Yeah, you can... Is that good? Yeah. Like, are you happy with that? But I, I, I think I think what Keith is trying to say is that when you're in the quote-unquote heat of the moment, mm. you do think those, those things mm. just get uh, side-passed and you don't really ask. I think consent, in my opinion, mm. I don't know if I'm right, I think consent comes before, like when it's the foreplay. Like, for example, mm. when it's things that when you're up to meeting somebody and somebody sends you, for example, an unsolicited dick pic and things that you didn't ask for before you actually have sex mm. with a person... And the red flags, really, because if you still have sex with somebody that is sending you mm. all sorts of shit that you didn't ask for, why are you still like gonna go meet this person and have sex? I think how I handle that because I do get a lot of that when I'm on Grinder, mm -hmm. um, and like the term for that now is called cyber flashing, and people just yeah. saying stuff you don't want. And for me, I would just tell them dead man, like that's not appropriate. Like you could say it in many different ways, but nip it in the bud at the beginning. And yeah. sometimes you you get a mixed response. Like but does that turn you off automatically to the person that is sending you that message, despite if you are even turned on initially? It stalls, yeah. It depends how they react after I've said that's not appropriate. Yeah. Okay. If they apologize and said sorry, I shouldn't have done that. You gave me the apology. Mm. You've recognized you've done something wrong. Let's get past that. And hopefully okay. you take that knockback yeah. forward and you won't do it again to other people. So your advice is to be open to people making mistakes online. God, not just online. I'd say like that as a rule of thumb for in, life. Like. It, it depends on the no. severity <laughs> yeah. of the mistake. Because the difference between a oops and a what the fuck is this. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, something like Grinder. in my mind, mm -hmm. grinder mm -hmm. is a sex app. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I expect, even though I don't yes. like, because I'm yes. very traditional, uh, I expect to... I expect to get sent a picture, a cock picture, or what you into? Can I see your dick? Can I whatever? Mm. So that to me, even though it's not really consensual because that conversation, yeah. but I expect that. So well, I put myself in that situation. I mean, this is something that we've spoken about mm. quite a lot. There's a lot of people that have sort of said like, oh, but you know what you're getting into when you're in there. It's like, that doesn't yeah. make it free man's reign. That's the same argument as like, oh, she wore a short skirt. She was asking for it. Yes. Like, it's not like you should still be respectful to people. You yes. should still mm. ask these questions, hold a nice conversation. Like, it's yeah. still a part, like it's still non-consensual behavior and part of sexual assault to still hold people mm. or, like attack people with these things that you haven't asked for i mean you can point blank say to someone like do you want to swap nudes like can you send me a picture like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with just that. F yeah. i mean i think grinder even has an option now doesn't it where it says like yeah on the bio that you can select if you no, want it or not and all it no, does no. it takes someone to look down no, your bio no. to see if you want it or not but i always say to people the app and the space doesn't carry the consent the individual does that's good and people say oh yeah but grinder it's a sex app i'm like no people use it as a sex app is actually a gay networking app. So it's used for a multitude of reasons. I am so glad that you said that because just because the, you know, general public see it as a hookup ad, mm. you know, it doesn't mean that it technically is that because what you said is true. It's a networking mm. app. Yeah. See, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm in contrast to you because if 90% of the people on there are saying H&H um, &H selling something or yeah. sex now or top bottom and everything that like the, their introduction title isn't yeah. like Yorkshire boy. It's like top 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but let's just clarify for new listeners who don't yeah, know yeah, me. Yeah. I am also from York, so uh, <laughs> I just still wouldn't call it yeah, but, Yorkshire boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, like you t- a lot of people who see like Ooh, girl. top thirty-two or um, BB sexist, <sighs> and it's it it screams yeah, sex. So saying. when I'm talking saying. somebody, I, I expect nothing but sex. So exactly. I know you're saying it's a networking app, but if I want to network, I would. Probably go to something like Meetup app or other well, apps that are more suitable. Yeah, like I don't think you're technically wrong, but this yeah. is something I used to say about Grinder a lot. Is I was like, I mean, it's also the argument people make for guns is that yeah, they're not the issue; it's, it's the people true. that use them. That's yeah, true. Yeah. So, like Harry is correct; like it was created to connect gay yeah, men yeah. and to become a safe space online for us to connect and meet people. I mean, my my thoughts on it have changed a bit lately when I'm a bit like actually when it comes to you know all the like the H and H and the selling substances and all and like the racism and the transphobia mm. and all like the hate messages that they get in there. I'm like, you could do more. Like as an app, you could definitely do more well, to become well, a safer yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. That's, but yeah. that's a whole other that's conversation. That's a whole other conversation because that's <laughs> so, not our responsibility. Yeah, but I do for, still mm. feel, you know, it wasn't created for a sex app. It just happens to work really but, well as well. Yeah, can, 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 <laughs> I know, but can I ask the profile? I'm guessing from what you said and what you said, you've got grinder. What I've not actually. I've not had it for years. Oh well, I'm shook. Oh, you look like such a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everyone knew she's, this. She's a, she's a hoe. Oh, um, girl. But what, what would you? What is your picture on Grinder? What would be your picture? Do you know what? I'm guilty. It will be a torso. Exactly. Yes, because underneath like say, that hoodie, I can tell you, <laughs> you have a hot body. You're just like you're just like trying to not show it. Come on. Talking oh, I want to see him sweat now. On, he is very uncomfortable with compliments. <laughs> this, this, this networking app where your profile pictures are torso. Carry on. But I'm what t- exactly well, is I this network, like, Harry? But then I feel like if you dig into my profile, you see that I'm not there for sex. So I think yeah. that's one thing. Just because someone's topless or in a speedo, it doesn't mean that they're asking for it. So he's in a speedo. So if you go into my I like profile, I love ta- this conversation. Yeah, I'm talking about being polyamorous. I'm talking about I don't want to do high and horny. I'm talking about plants, Good. exhibitions, art, Good. I like architecture, food. So for you to kind of miss that and send me your nude. You didn't take upon yeah. yourself yeah. to look at my yeah, profile yeah, yeah, to see yeah, yeah. is that something I want? Because I think that's also the case as well. Like just because he has a topless picture, that does not equal consent. Same as if we take it to Instagram. If there's someone that is like, say, if they have OnlyFans and they constantly promote that, and their aesthetic is very sort of sexually positive and sexually open, that therefore doesn't open up mm. the door for people to send them nudes all the time mm. and to only speak to them like a sexual object, like. There's still people. I know, but 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 do you <laughs> yeah. think that that's like human nature? Like if you see somebody kind of like promoting this aspect, in your case, Harry, of a torso, right? Mm. Does that automatically in giving it the human nature kind of like basic aspect of it, uh, free reign to send you whatever they think without even reading? Because let's be mm. honest, not a lot of people are going to read the profile about know this, know that. <laughs> they just see, you know, you yeah. showing your your nipples and whatever ripped body you may have under that hoodie. You're thirsty. Know, no, I'm not thirsty. No, he is We're just gorgeous. Right <laughs> He's gorgeous. Flag it, flag it. He's gorgeous. So all I'm saying is that I, like, for example, if I were on Grinder, which I'm not, by the way, so don't even come for me, bitch. <laughs> so, uh, like, and if I were to look at your profile, I'd be like, oh, she's she's willing She's willing and ready and she wants it. So I just don't understand. Where do you draw the line? Well, I think that's kind of on us to 
rethink how we're setting up our mindset yeah. because we've always had that. And I've come across something interesting the other day that there is this part of our brain apparently that when we engage with something, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a girl in a short skirt, men then automatically see her as an object yeah, and they treat her mm-hmm. as thus. And that's why so many women who dress in a certain way and men have been taught that, you know, oh, if she does this, she does that. She's a slut. And that's yes. the same thing. So I think that's yes. on people to actually correct themselves in how they're thinking about mm-hmm. people and how they look at others. And, you know, I've had to do it myself to make sure I'm not doing that same judgment, even though that judgment is being held against me. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of that's that's where we have to get to. That's where the introspection comes in for you to mm-hmm. look at yourself. But that's I, think, I think it's difficult when, when I'm not justifying this as what it should be. But if, if women are wearing short skirts and going out, I mean, that doesn't allow anybody to treat them anything but, but people. But usually people get dressed up to be attractive to the other person. Do they? Or do they get I, dressed up for themselves? Uh, well, the documentaries I've listened to. No. Um, <laughs> what documentaries know. are these? <laughs> no. right. He works for Discovery. Harvey Weinstein's these, words no. to live by? Like. No, but I'm saying, um, you know, when people get dressed, like most people when they get dressed up, yeah, they get dressed up for themselves. But you can't say like when the wee parties on in London, for example, the, the guys go to the gym in the afternoon and they get like toned up because they want to show the bodies off on the nighttime because they want to look good. It's get, like, a bit like fl- uh, fluffing their feathers. It's kind of a, a society um, acceptance. That's what people do because oh, they want to attract it. But that this is, is where the grey scale is. So I think like my, I keep, I keep saying this, all the conversations that we have around consent, we can pinpoint like individual accounts where i'm like they should have known this to do better and that conversation needs to be had with x y and z parties that were involved in this but then i'm like well actually let's take that a bit higher because actually in order to have stopped that happening it should have been here when it happened and then i'm like well actually no the my issue and the conversation i think needs to be had around consent needs to be had much bigger much earlier much more in depth like people don't don't only need to learn what counts as non-consensual behavior but also like how to react when you're engaged in non-consensual behavior, but also how to respond when someone calls you out on it. And also the different levels of it and the fact that it can change at any point. Like just because you're already like five thrusts deep doesn't mean you then have to commit to it. Like you can be like, actually, no, I don't want to do this. Or, and it doesn't even have to be a bad one at that point. You can be like, that was fun, but this is good. We're done. Yeah. And it's all about that conversation for me needs to be had much earlier, Mm. much more thorough, much more open as well like because there's also this whole taboo around it is it calling is, out yeah. non-consensual yeah, yeah. behavior because, so therefore the- because i think because i think that the the reaction to that is so immediate as soon as you call somebody out on that behavior the first thing that comes is a block like you'll get mm. blocked if it's online you'll just get blocked and the conversation will end there which leaves you a little bit like hanging because it's like wait a second i had all of these things to say to you because you you disrespected me yeah. and you sent mm. me this shit that i didn't ask for but all they do is like okay you're an asshole so i'm just going to block you yeah oh, it's, it's amazing when you can tell you someone yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah when you just tell someone what they have done yeah. like yeah. you can keep all emotions out of it you can keep yeah. all like your opinions you can just say this is what just happened xyz and it's amazing that people can be like, no, you're making me out to be yeah, this, this and you're and saying that, that and yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, no, if you took that from that, that's what you believe you are. Yeah. But I'm just telling you yeah. factually what you've just done. But that's mm. the issue. I think a lot of people, they we view sexual predators and people who do sexual assault as a particular type of person. They're the people like Jimmy Savile, Harry Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey, yeah, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Oh. oh my God, I just cussed my own name. <laughs> yeah. um, so they view it as these kind of 
them type of people so they don't understand that it's everyday people it is yourself it's yeah. you know it's the beautiful people it's the not so beautiful people and i think when you challenge them they have a hard time realizing that actually talking to them that like you are one of yeah. the perpetrators yeah yeah, yeah. I, but mean, I think that's different to consent though because when like mm. when you're saying you're, you've crossed the line you've done something wrong it, we're not talking consent now we're talking about somebody's like ego that we're, we're yes. talking about yes. so it's like um and, and we're taking it off we, we're, we're talking a lot about mm. apps and how people treat you but um before we did the podcast where you know there's been situations that have gone in real life about how people treat you and you said that you you've had a very grave personal experience um that's involved mm. consent that's nothing to do with an app but it's to do with a certain situation yeah i mean it's for me it took me a long time to call it by its name um, I think probably took me a best three years because this is where it does get very gray area. And, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of chemsex that does happen mm -hmm. in the gay community. And can, um, we just, can we just ask, carry on, what is, a lot of people probably won't know what chemsex is. Um, so chemsex, I mean, in the short of it is having sex on drugs, sex when you're high. Yeah. Um, and that was my experience the first time I ever took JHB. Um, unfortunately, I somehow missed the dosage and I took too much and ended up geeing out. Um, and then after that, I ended up in a situation when I woke up that there was two men in the bed with me. Like I was you know, in a dark room by myself. And then because I was still kind of lucid, I didn't really have my bearings. They kind of just took me kind of not objecting or saying no or stopping mm. them as consent. And that's where kind of it becomes a gray area and where I found it hard to call it by its name because how we understand rape is normally poor vulnerable girl walking down the street at night yeah, yeah, dragged yeah. to an alley mm. fighting for her life and Aggressive. she's violently raped yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we just that's what we think rape is yeah where rape is much broader, broader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's what we need to bring attention to but this is what i find there's it seems to be in certain situations like an unwritten rule which is not right i don't i don't believe it is but for like you in in the ken sex environment that people do ghb or whatever mm. drug that they're on if they pass out it seems to be that a lot of these parties that you go to it's an unwritten rule that it's a free for all for what happens without actually asking the people who attend these parties mm. because everyone's high mm. is this okay mm. well this kind of is the real life version of Grinder that we just had the conversation yeah. around. Like just cause you're on the app does not mean that you're yeah. open for everything mm. and people can do and say whatever they want to you. Same as like, if just because you attend a chill out, like, I mean, I definitely pied up a lot in my early twenties and I never really had that much sex at chill outs. Like I just went, cause at the time I loved meeting new people and I love taking drugs. That, that's the difference between chill outs and chemsex though, isn't it? Is that chill outs yeah. where well, you're high and you chill and chemsex? I mean, I'm talking sex. like very sex fueled yeah. chill out and oh. people were always very surprised that I wasn't okay. having sex. And they're like, why are you having sex? I'm like, cause I'm just having a good time, babe. But I think my experience, it was, I wasn't at a chill out. I was at a situation where there was four of us and we we're just having drinks. And then obviously the drinks led to like, oh, shall we try a bit of G? I'm like, oh, okay, what's this? What, drinks and G? Um, which is a no-no, by the way, anyone listening. Yeah, it is a no-no. Um, yeah, I think so, for the American listeners, sorry, it's P&P, &P, I believe you guys refer oh, to it as. Party yeah. and play. Okay, cool. So when we say H&H, &H, it's high and horny here. Party and play, Look America. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you, Very all international. Well, again, because Impulse is an American-founded oh, yeah, organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously, which is, which you're based in LA. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you're based okay, in LA. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm up with the American link. <laughs> so yeah, so for me, it wasn't a chill-out sex party situation. It was just a chem-sex situation. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's slightly okay, yeah. maybe different to most environments that other gays find themselves in. So yeah. I just found myself in 
perhaps an environment I wasn't prepared for or that right. I wanted to get into because I knew at, before it even happened, I was texting with friends <laughs> yeah. to find out where they were because I felt the energy was shifting in the room. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Um, but obviously, I didn't get to the point to be able to leave because I G'd out. And then obviously, that's how I ended up in this situation. Yeah, yeah. What happened in that situation when you realized that you no yeah. longer wanted to be there? And Yeah, so um, I'll try and keep it as short as sweet as possible. Um, I was there with one of my friends and we have like a very close physical relationship and then was having a little bit of a heart to heart. And then obviously like by that time you are feeling more intoxicated. So then obviously we start kissing, we start removing our clothes. Mm -hmm. um, and then I felt like my stomach was starting to lurch and I was like, trying, can we move this to the bathroom? Because I think I'm going to vomit. <laughs> um, <Salicone. laughs> okay. So then obviously we kiss in the bathroom. The <laughs> yeah. So then we still carry on with kissing and we're touching. And then I stop him like, I think I'm going to vomit now. So then I vomit and then it all just spirals on from there that I keep vomiting. I'm getting the shakes, I'm sweating. I then like flop myself into the bathtub and being hosed down. You remember this? Wow. I remember that bit. That's good. Wow. Um, then I remember being taken to a bed and obviously by the time I'm still fully naked. Um, and then the last thing I remember, I was vomiting either into a blanket or to a bowl, one of the two. And then- Blanket or a bowl? Yeah, cause I don't know if it was a blanket in a bowl. I think I was thinking I was trying to suss out. I'm like, what am I vomiting into right now? They didn't do care. Um, <laughs> and so that was kind of my last thought. And then it just cuts yeah. to black. Yeah, and yeah. then the next thing I wake up and the room's no more light. It's now, I'm in a dark space and I'm kind of like on my back and I have someone on top of me. <gasps> Whoa. Wow. So I think me them waking up, woke them up. So then they started kissing me. They started touching me. Um, and I was like kissing them back. Um, and then obviously they reached over um, to get, I think it was Vaseline. Um, then obviously that's when they started penetrating me. Mm. And I remember at the end of the bed, I saw someone kind of leaning over the bed, um, just saw the top of the head that I thought was my friend. So I was like, ever so slightly trying to like reach over to get to him. Cause I think I was still so zoinked from yeah. the G out, I couldn't be bothered to move. So I was slowly trying to get to him just with my fingertips like touch his head because I thought if I can Get, get him yeah. to wake up, yeah. look into my eyes wow. and see like, I can't stop this. Can you stop this for me? Oh, so you wanted it to stop yeah, while you but, were in that situation? Yeah, but I just, I didn't really have my bit of my body. I, I was too tired to move, too tired to say anything because I was saying it carry on. Yeah. But to my horror, when the guy woke up, it was a completely different person. Wow. And then obviously then he came up. Um, so I was like, I just had to kind of submit to the situation. I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do. I yeah. can't be bothered to say anything. I can't be bothered to move. And I'm here alone. Um, so I just let it carry on. And then eventually I was able to get the energy to get up. And they did stop when I wanted to move like away from them. Um, about the time I was able to go find my phone, which someone had put on charge for me to then text my best friend to find out where he was. And it turned out that he had left me and gone to another, well, what was actually a chill out. Oh, okay. So then I managed to get myself together. And obviously the one guy's come like, oh, before you leave, can, can I like, do more stuff too? Can I suck a dick? I'm like, no, I'm kind of very much Done. over this situation. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously I went and got my friend and collected him from that chill out. And then we went home. Um, and then I think I kind of just tried to brush it underneath the carpet because it was a point where I heard this story so many times from other gays that they'd been in a situation where they G'd out um, or they had a bit too much. So it became to me that maybe this is just part and parcel of gay life mm -hmm. and you know you just have to suck it up and deal with it but this is the problem is that you still know that it's wrong it's it's still mm. rape no, no yeah. matter what if you if you Call go to court name. if you know i've watched enough law and order svu <laughs> it's it's rape 
mm. end of day. So how do you get over something like that from going to one of these parties? Um, for me, it took a very long time. I kind of just brushed it underneath the carpet. And I think this is kind of one of the incidents that then spurred me on to want to know more about consent and sexual violence yeah. and talk about it more. Mm. Um, but it's very weird that I always... Um, kind of put myself down about it like when it comes with my head like oh do you remember that time like no 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 shut up but other people tell me this same story that happened to them and mm -hmm. i would be you know full of compassion and understanding and tell them like you know it wasn't your fault just remember that yeah. you did nothing wrong but for myself i'm just like no you put yourself in the situation so deal with it deal with it yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. so it took me a very long time then it was only when um a mutual friend of ours uh, musa um he does these like consent jumpers and then he gives um some of the profits to Survivors, Survivors UK, which is a um, male men um, organization for sexual violence. Um, and I was just typing on my Instagram, trying to find out what I want to put on this post. And then it made me think about that. And it's just like, you've had that experience. It's time to open that box back up. Yeah. So I think the best way I overcome it was just to talk about it. That's yeah. the best thing to do, like to, yeah. to admit what it was. And I feel like the word rape, because it's, it's a small word, but has such a strong oh, meaning. Oh yeah, definitely. And I felt I didn't want to use it because there were so many friends who had told me stories of their rape experience, which was so violent, horrific. Yeah. I felt like it minimized their experience. Their experience by you yeah. saying yes. that what you yeah. went through was rape. I completely mm. get it. And, and yeah, also yeah, yeah. as well, it's because you're a man, is we don't often hear about rape stories in, in regards to men. So yeah. man, is it emasculating? Yeah. And where's yeah. where's the gray area start and end? Mm. At the end of the day, is if you if you don't want to do it, it's rape. It's rape. Yeah. Full stone. So when did you when did you kind of like start calling it what it was? Like did you was there like a period where you're like, okay, I'm going to say I was raped? Literally as I was going through that thought process to do that post, I'm like you've been raped like that is rape like you were raped and um luckily i had a friend of mine who knows this girl from back home in australia who does a podcast called reclaim me and basically just people come on to talk about their experience and take control of the narrative what okay. happened to them um yeah. so i was the first man to go on there to speak wow. about my experience and i think that wow. was really cathartic for me mm. to do that and actually put it into words and actually get everything out that I wanted to say that was in my head. And I guess it was hard as well because it, the situation involved my best friend who is still my best friend, so I'm gonna care about right now. It was hard to then open that up because that was something that was brewing underneath for many years. Yeah. I didn't realize I was holding against yeah. him. Like you left me left in a situation, exactly. like I was vulnerable. I, you know, I'm new to this world. I was unconscious, I was with people I didn't know. And so, you left to another yeah. chill out. Yeah, and so like, I mean, I, I, I don't blame him because like I've always said to people, what happened was not because of him, not yeah. because of myself, it was because of the two men, two that, men yeah, that, were, exactly. that thought they were yeah. entitled to my body. To your body. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's always different when people like are in a different mindset, that is not who you are personally. Yeah. I think it's, it, I mean, it's, none of it's acceptable, but we know that people's behavior alters considerably, mm. especially when they're doing high and horny or PMP yeah. and stuff <clears> like that. So it, it's massively different. When all this happened, and you've started to join like the Impulse London mm. thing. What do you actually do as Impulse London that can help people that have been through this kind of situation? Before that, I just want to say, like, Harry, I really love you. And I love you for sharing Aww. that story as well. I know. Um, and I understand, I know my first reaction when I heard the story is you're completely right. Like it's a story that we've heard over and over and over mm. again. And I mean, my stomach dropped. I felt like shit hearing it. And I heard it on that podcast and that was the first I ever knew of it. Um, I can understand from listening to it, it's potentially hard to 
as you said, like people are not in their right mind frame. People have mm. taken drugs. People like you've all just woken up. It's easy to sort of be like, well, was it rape? Did that happen? Exactly. Like, Questioning. And I think like for me, this is where it's interesting. The first question you asked, like, what is consent? For me, like consent isn't always the intention, but it is always the impact. Like when people send an unsolicited nude, they don't intend to sexually harass you. Yeah. But if you've said on your bio or whatever that like, no, that's not the case, then it is a harassment. So with this scenario, I don't believe these men where they're like, oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna rape this guy. Like, yeah, cool, why not? Like he's yeah. free he's free game. That does not discredit or invalidate your experience, experience and that does yeah. not justify them letting themselves do it and like you said, the entitlement to your body. And I hate it so much because you're not wrong. Like it happens all the time. I'd had conversations with my friends before when they were like, oh, you know, you'll G out and you'll wake up and someone's doing X, Y, and Z. And you're like, that's just not okay. Like, I mean, obviously in a perfect world, chemsex parties wouldn't exist, but I mean, we've had at least three of us here that have all confessed to having attended one. So I'm going to go for four. Well, listen, in my case, I just have standards. Oh, please. Yeah. If, so if do the, I. They just go out the window and if, just come if, if the parts don't start and end in a gutter, that's not you, is it? No, it really isn't. At least, at least it's a full circle moment. At least she finishes where she starts. I mean, it's a standard, I suppose. But, um, but we're not, we're not I mean, everyone, uh, sex is not a massive thing outside of like cities like London mm. or Birmingham or wherever. And, and most of our... Not even in Yorkshire. <laughs> but but you know what most we don't know mo- most <laughs> people most people don't even want to talk about it no but I mean like most lot, people mm. don't even want to talk about chem sex I we, remember when you did your your chem sex oh um, yeah well we yeah. did the nobody hips. would even want to no. touch that subject. well if you think about it, it's the same thing as getting drunk and having sex so I think yeah. maybe people don't talk about chem sex because it involves something at the moment that is you know is, is a is a legal, yeah, legal. activity yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I think I think the problem with chem sex is it's not a drug problem it's a sex problem mm. and and alcohol uh, whatever happens on alcohol is not a sex problem is the fact that you've had alcohol. Yeah. It's like, that's what I believe. I don't even know if I call it a drug problem. I think no, it comes down problem. to, uh, sorry, I don't even know if I call it a sex problem. Like, <laughs> no, I think it comes down to so many things. Like, so the idea is obviously when you take these drugs, your inhibitions are loosened, you become more a validation and an acceptance. And mm. I think there's a lot of that that is involved. A lot of people, probably well, most people have not had chem sex. So going yeah. back to consent mm. within the LGBTQ community as well, is that we need to address, you know, where this line is about consent. Or not. That's the difficult thing. I think mm. that's, I think that's why we're actually having this podcast is because where do you draw that line? I mean, I would probably just say, ask, I yeah. like, I have, like I have yeah. a t-shirt that says send nudes and I was wearing it recently really? and one of, and one of, and someone I was just with, like it was a straight guy that I kind of work with and like we have a good relationship and stuff. And he looked at it and he just went, Oh, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, actually the complete opposite. I was like, I should and can say it because I'm asking for it and mm. not, not he's asking for it. <laughs> yeah, but you're, like, you're, you're you taking the it. power back. I was like, no, you're no, like, like yeah. this is how you should do it. Like, don't just fucking Wear a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, Wear a t-shirt actually, no. that says, fuck me. Just for the record, if I'm wearing that t-shirt, that does not become like the green light for you to just... It, it, but it's but kind of it, putting it, it out there, Dom. <laughs> I mean, this this is the problem. It's like, it's again, it's this short skirt scenario. If you're wearing a t-shirt saying send news and I uh, telegram found nearby. Uh, uh, and Telegram the... nudes? No. <laughs> fax so, it over. I, I, I fax the facts. Fax me a nude, please. I, I won't, I, I'm not on, on, on WhatsApp or anything like that. So Telegram's got this thing where you can find people nearby. Oh, the app. Oh, oh. The app. oh I thought... 
I had the Titanic in my head. Fuck you all. I was like, you got to get a printer first. How old are you? Because I'm old. But how old are you? Younger than you. That's all I'm asking. So, no, example is if I saw you wearing a Send News and I found you on an app and I send you news. Do you have the right to say to me, bitch, you know, consent? I mean, if you just sent them out But you've of got a nowhere, t-shirt saying, send nudes. So actually, I've had this situation. Someone, mm-hmm. I was DJing at a club, um, and I quickly ran to the toilet to have a quick piss while I was in there. Did you you know, know, how we do. <laughs> when you're like, oh, quick, like, like seven minute track, like you like it over there. Um, <laughs> was having a wee, and one of the guys in there, in the toilet, was washing his hands, and he leant over to look at my dick as I was pissing, and I was Who like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's a venue that I was familiar with. Like I've worked there for many years. So obviously everyone. Freedom. But, please no, no. <laughs> please don't say More freedom. years than that. No, so. Q-bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I came out and I went straight to the manager and I was like, fucking get him out of here now. This is what's just happened. You're on those Karen. Um, Karen. No, and I and I went off about it because the guy was just laughing and like just thought it was all okay. And I was like, no, completely unacceptable. Turns out the guy worked there. <laughs> What? So the manager was like, this is awkward, he's yep. working. And I was what like, was oh, it doesn't fucking change anything. And then the it guy, even yeah. he, he just pointed yeah. to my t-shirt that said, send nudes. And he was like, I thought that was okay. And I was like, but no. Like, but again, this is even different. Like seeing someone that wears a t-shirt that sends nudes doesn't then mean, oh, you can look at my dick while I piss. Same as if I wore a t-shirt that said, fuck the Tories. That doesn't mean you can go out and kill one. Like, it's not like, that's my messaging. That's all yeah. good. But it doesn't have a fucking conversation. You can look at it and be like, yeah. do you mean that? And I'll tell you yes or no. Yeah. Or I'll be no. Just takes a simple <laughs> question. Yeah. Yes. Again, which is, as I said. Does that yes. make it clinical? Going I feel up, like I... if, if you cannot read between the lines, then maybe you're the type of person who does need it that clinical, yeah. that you do need it yeah. in black and white. Because it seems for a lot of men, they cannot think, think. for themselves. Exactly. Mm. And that's when it starts to become clinical. It's like for myself, like you can read different ways. Like you can ask questions you can read body language all yes. these type of things like, like when you're having sex like if the person's put on away from you that's a no that's if a no exactly. they've kind of like restricted that's a no if they're not really vibing it's a no like you you should be able to understand yeah. all the languages and if you yeah. can't it needs to be clean uh, yeah i actually saw this at a party uh on saturday um there was i was talking with someone and my friend was just in my eyesight and he was with this couple who were being very flirtatious and they're all having a nice little flirt and i could see them getting a bit handsy and it was all you know, crack on, do whatever you like. Um, and then they took him by the hand and they were like, come with us, come on, we're going to go in here. And he was like, no, no, I'm good. He was obviously just happy having a little flirt. Mm. And they were like, no, no, come on, come on, you're going to come with us, we're going to do this. And he said, no. And they tried it again. And I just went, oh, I God. went, this is called coercion. It's not consensual. <laughs> and everyone stopped Ooh. and they just walked away. <laughs> and my friend came over and I was like, I really hope I read that right. And I didn't just like piss all over your like teasing mood. And he was like, no, no, that was right. And I was like, okay. because it's called coercion. Like yeah, 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 you yeah, said yeah, yeah. no, like you had your fun. You said no twice. And they were still trying to pull you into the other room. I was like, no, coercion is a form mm, of sexual assault. Yeah. I mean, listen, the reason why we're actually like even doing this podcast is kind of like to elevate our thinking mm. because just because we have been brought up to think a certain way doesn't mean it has to continue. Do people think that because you wear certain things, because you look a certain way that they have to treat you as that? Yes, that is maybe how it was in the past. But I think it's about elevating the way that we think mm. now. And it's about learning and it's about educating ourselves on how we can change these behaviors mm. in order to make things different for people 
all around yeah. us. Do you know what I mean? Because Absolutely. there will be so many people. There will be so many people. No, there will be so many people saying, oh yeah, but it's it's always, it's like this, it's like that. Yes, maybe it was like that, but we mm. are of a different thinking. Yeah. We mm. want to bring people's elevation. You know, when these people were saying like, oh my gosh, like the NHS has taken our like pride flag. Okay, fine, whatever. Add new colors to it. Make it this, mm. make it that. We have to evolve as people and as long as we stay stuck with bullshit that we were brought up with we will never evolve so mm. the reason why i think that these kind of podcasts are so important is because we are elevating people's mm. consciousness into the next level and, we have to go and there can i say being a part of impulse mm. london for for you dom and for you harry have you seen um a lot more men gay men or however they identify come to you and say look we have an issue with consent has that become more prevalent in the recent years i think because we've only really picked this up this year yeah. however i have had some people message me personally just to say thank yeah. you for putting that conversation out there i'm so happy that we're having this discussion mm -hmm. so i think there is some gratitude that people um are happy that we're having these conversations yeah. that we are trying to elevate yes. it and get the yeah. ball rolling and it's like not even if we don't make the biggest change, then hopefully we are one of the little cogs that then starts to make the bigger change. Yeah, I, I think, think that's yeah. it as well. Like we've we've decided from the get go, like this wouldn't just be a one off. Like, cool, we talked about content. Tick. It was like, no, this will be continuous throughout the year. We're gonna really it drum to it home. We're gonna open it up. And I wouldn't say that a lot of people have come to us like, hey, I've had this situation. Like, I felt this. I don't know this. Yeah. Um, which if people are listening, you are more than welcome to. Like, yeah. um, to answer your earlier question, we are a very much a signposting organization. Yeah. So okay. we can't necessarily give you all the answers ourselves, but you can we direct have, people. Yeah. Yes, we have a help. whole back catalog of many different places that we can signpost you. Specifically in London, if you are elsewhere in the world, hmm. have a look for your local Impulse chapter. I'm sure yeah. they can help too. If not, go to yeah. Impulse United and that's the global one. Um, but what I would say in terms of like the response we get is a lot of people, most of the comments we get are I'm so glad somebody's talking about yes. this. Yeah. Mm. And we are starting to notice more people are uh, being more open to this conversation or understanding mm. they're like, yeah, actually, I've never really thought about it. Because as I said before, like the conversation needs to be had much bigger, much yeah. earlier, mm. because all we get taught, as Harry mentioned, is just like, rape is a woman and it's really aggressive and yeah, she yeah, said yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, no, it's like it's one thing I really love seeing at the moment is TikTok, a lot of um, mothers, predominantly mothers talking about how they teach their children about consent. I think everyone thinks like consent is about consent sex. Is it's about no. having, what is about having oh, control over your no, body. It's about and what these moms are saying is that they're teaching their children. Um, Cause I know there's always that thing, like when you see your grandparents or you have to go give them a hug and a kiss, like, well, no, yeah. I teach my children if they don't want to, to say no and then they she teaches their family like you know if my child says no i don't want to hug or kiss do not force them and like the conversation can start as young as that yeah. and obviously as they get older you build mm. it up until it has to kind of involve sex exactly but exactly at what point does it get a little bit too much because like if i went to go see my grandma it would be automatic to give a hug it'd be automatic mm. to do certain things at what point do we go look do you know what you're just being a little bit too picky well, on, but concept. maybe now it'd be automatic to give a hug because you're well, my grandparents are dead. So I mean, back then, I mean, if you could... <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that I would think, be a weird. Hug. I think I, I think I think the 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 point grab, I, I understand. Grab the no, but I understand what you're what, where me. you're coming from. But I think that you, as being somebody that is of an older generation, fuck you. No, like me too. Like I, we've been brought up in a different way, yeah. right? Well, but yeah, I think I think that at the same time, why is that different? Though? I would rather I, be too picky. Harry, you just said about about hugging your grandparents. It's like why should that be different to a new generation to my generation when i didn't find that um, a problem. well i think, I think 
grandparents. Even it's just the old-fashioned way. Like, obviously, yeah. the yeah. older generations were up yeah. with a different standard, and now we're kind of evolving. It's like the same like language. It evolves along the generations. And yeah. this is that point that, you know, and you, you have yeah. autonomy over your body. Like, this is my body. And exactly. I have control over yeah. it. And, and, and each also... each person's experience is different because while yeah. you, Keith, may have had the initial reaction to actually hug your grandmother, I remember when I was growing up, the fucking thing that I hated the most was when I got to a party and my mom would always say, go kiss your go kiss your uncle go kiss your aunt go kiss this and i was like i don't want to do that i don't really oh, want to oh. do that well, that's, that's a good thing because a lot of things that happen to children normally come from a family member exactly. and that's the thing if you're making your child hug perhaps the uncle who is oh, doing stuff yeah. to them exactly that's traumatizing exactly. at least like if you say to your child and you can get them in that conversation make sure my mom always had that conversation yeah. as a children because there's something happened to my older brother where he yeah. was sexually assaulted as a child. Ah. So we have our young, okay. like we, there's seven years between my older brother and my other siblings and us. My mum was making sure she was hot in that conversation with us. Yeah. She said, if anyone tells you, keep a little secret. Don't let no. your mummy know this. Um, if you tell your mum this, you're going to get in trouble. Yep. She was like, make sure you come and tell me. Make sure no one touches you. Yep. So that's why she wanted to make sure that if something was happening to us, she's she going to know she knew right about away it. and we would deal with it exactly and i think that that is why it's so important because we all have different experiences mm. and thankfully in keith's case he had a from what he's told us a pretty mm. uh standard normal upbringing but there are some cases where a family party mm. could equal hell for a kid yeah could equal literal hell because they don't want to talk to that uncle that is abusing them mm. yet the mother is shoving them over to go over and say say hello to your uncle yeah and i I think that this is why it's so important to have that conversation to be like no we need to start this from young and it isn't taking things mm. too far and it seems to everything like even if it's about being bullied like if someone hits yeah. you it's all that yeah. concerns like you don't have a right to hit my body so i'm saying no to you so it, it just feeds into everything when it comes to yeah. consent isn't just about sex it's about everything yeah, especially when it comes yeah, yeah. to tickling like you know if someone's tickling you if you say no stop and that's another tip i saw where a mother like you know she's playing with children and she's tickling them as soon as you say stop she stops yeah, and that's how you have these little teaching moments. To let them know you have autonomy over your body. Not oh, that, else. I love, I love that because I think it it makes life that much more pleasurable when you look back on it. Mm. When you when you when you're a kid and you're an adult yeah. later on life, and you're like, I had the best mom because she tickled me until I said stop. Mm. And you know what? The, but those things may seem <laughs> like funny. Safety word. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, the, because I've had <laughs> certain on. situations where, where it's been very triggering, where my, my, my own mom and my own dad did so many horrible things to me. Mm. And, um, now looking back on it, like I can say that I'm still working through those mm. traumatizing things. And I, I'm like, I'm going to be like 45 years old this year. And that's Shit. like, it's like very, very triggering mm. sometimes. Say, well, if I had known this before. Things could have been different. Things could have been different. I could have felt and different. Exactly. And mm. that's why I think it's kind of like ignorant to have that opinion of saying, well, we're taking it too far. No, because I'm 45. It's, I think it's a change of mindset. And I think it that's, is. I think it some is. people maybe it just is. need some time to come around. To come to around. It. And there's, you know, exactly. You, like, even like, you know, I'll talk from personal experience for myself. I used to be very much conservative. There's all these bad, bigoted attitudes I used to have. And it takes time to unlearn it yeah. and then come forward with better attitudes, a better understanding. And so I think maybe for myself, I'm slightly slightly more intolerant to people who won't hurry up yeah yeah i know, yeah, I know yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. where that stuff has come from but i can yeah. understand sometimes it does take time time yeah for you to work through well, it and thing, understand it, it. it's not just time it's time openness effort yeah willingness willingness, yeah, willingness. there's so Very much good. to it yeah. like um here yeah. we go <laughs> um, well i think that 
one thing about about consent as well is that everyone needs to know that they are different because I've I'm guessing you know like when you take when when you take a photograph of somebody in a park like now it's considered yes. you can't take it near children you can't go to a swing you can't yeah. go oh, whereas yeah. when I was a child yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. just take a fucking picture is is that the same thing as like I would there's no nothing about me my family that ever thinks that there's a consensual issue with anything because that's mm. just not ever been my experience with me or my peers my friends because it's such a minority case i guess yeah but you must see yeah. that as i mean you've had a different mm. experience you've had a different but what if what if you were walking rupert in 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 the park right now like if you took rupert out for a walk and somebody just some random person took a picture of you and said oh my god this guy is so hot look at his hairy legs and started objectifying you as you know something that you were just walking your dog mm. and they posted it what if it got to you and then people started saying to you oh my god you were the guy that was walking this dog and then people started saying I mean, certain what, things what if we you. take it away because obviously if someone's saying really nice things about you i'm like oh, stop but no, no, let's no. take it this way of like because it's still consensual like someone takes a picture and like what is this fucking outfit who the hell does this yes. guy think he is yes. and they yeah. berate you and it's yeah. still not consensual i think like, the difference is that legally you could take a picture if it's like say you're in leicester square you're in 12 Falcon Square, you could take a picture of everyone that's in there. But if I suddenly take a picture of you, Harry, or you, Dom, that's a consent issue. So, you know, it's like, Mm. there there seems to be this, for me, there's a massive grey area that's suddenly arised about what you can and can't do. I think the important thing is that we're discussing it, though. Because you are correct, it is a grey area. I can't sit here right now and be like, that's okay, but that's not, Mm. I guess my that, yeah, it is a grey area. Just I don't really stop taking if, pictures of strangers. Well, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to get really dark, imagine if, like, you know, you're out of your nephew and nieces, which I think no one here has children, oh, no? and someone takes a direct picture of your child, and you know, we we do understand that there's paedophile rings out there. Like, I don't know how I'd feel if my nephew and niece has their photo yeah. in this paedophile ring, yeah. and I just and I don't think we should only extend that courtesy to children. Yeah. It should be courtesy to everyone, everyone. that mm-hmm. you have the right to your own privacy and yep. to your own respect. Yeah. Yep. And I get that, but when you when you think how many paedophiles there are in a population, you know the thing that happened in Clapham Common yeah. recently yes. about women and yeah, Sarah um, Everhard. So yeah. I did this breakdown of math about how many men are rapists, how many become victims of rapists, how many of those were on drugs when they raped, how many of those were on alcohol when they raped, how many of those were sober when they raped, and how many men are in the population. And it's like minute. It's like but that became a massive thing as if to say all men are rapists. All oh, men are this. Wow. You said it. Wow. Well, as we say, it's not all men, but all women. Yeah. And all women are all rapists. Wi- a lot of women, not rapists. No, no. I'm saying that women, because normally it's women who end up the victim yeah. of sexual yeah. violence. Yeah. That it's not saying that all men are rapists, but. It's always women. No, but no, all but women that, feel in yeah. that fear and they well, have all the same like, don't walk alone at night, like carry your keys. Like this isn't something that, that is taught in school. Mm. Like, hey, remember this? Like this is something that I women mean, learn from each other along the years. Yeah, if you have a conversation with women, like I recently lived with one of um, my girl mates now and we just have a conversation about this. And the fact we just have this simple conversation where she said, I one night I felt scared, so I ran from Stockwell to home. And I was like, why? She was like, oh, I, just, I don't know, I just felt unsafe. I don't know the area. And it's just like, she was saying a lot of things that I'd never That's have to comprehend as a man yeah. because if someone attacks me, yeah. I'm going to give you as good as you get. You ain't going away without some scars. Mm-hmm. But I know it's women, it's a whole different kettle of fish. Oh, they of have, she's got a rape alarm, she's got a keys. So it's a much more frightening world for women. And we have to, as men, because it's probably us doing that attacking, even though mm-hmm. it's not us individually, it's our group. Yeah. So yeah. we have to take ownership of that and we have to start calling out our own. Yeah. Playing devil's advocate, even if it's one percent of our own, we still need to be like 
on on you know like on edge because that one percent of a hundred it could be that rapist. Well, it, I, I think it's because right. there's so many different issues at play that make women feel threatened. And it's like when back when I was like in the closet, and like university, and all my friends were just straight men. When I'd go to places like Lakeside and Blue Water, the way they would go about and talk about women, it was in a very gross way. It's yeah. like, oh, look, the tits on that one. I'll yeah. fuck the shit out of her and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. women overhearing stuff, it, you know, it makes them feel afraid. Like, am I going to be a target? Like, if I'm somewhere alone, is this man going to be following me? So it's not just about, and what we've got to understand is that there, all the rapes that are being reported, there are much, much more that have oh, not God, been yeah, yeah of and course. so many of them that get reported of never yeah. get a conviction and can never yeah. be proved yeah. and it's but yeah but i think going back to what you're saying about the girls overhearing that kind of talk like i it, it kind of turns my stomach when i hear guys it, it, saying it as well about like even just today someone in the gym came up to me and they were like oh there's so many like hot new pts aren't they and i was like yeah but they're all straight and it's just not yeah. appropriate and they're trying yeah. to do their job and I was like, it's just, I was like, I don't really. It's gross. Looking around. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not looking around like that. Like, there's no need to, like. But a lot, lot of guys do when they go to the gym. I know. I know. It's still gross. It's still gross. <laughs> but like, that, that's the problem. Honestly. The fact that so many men do it, that's the issue. <laughs> not all men. Yes. That's what makes it yes. so hard. Because, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's because you. we're up against a mountain, mountain of men who do it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, being yeah, completely yeah. normalized. And, and, and a mountain thought, and a mountain of, of, of gay men yeah. that think that it's completely normal to automatically sexualize anything that is remotely attractive to them which well, fucking pisses yeah, this me off you can be really hot but you can still be fucking unattractive exactly like yeah. what happened with this guy that came out in the nfl uh, right this guy came out and they were like oh my sport. god he's so amazing he's so this he's so that and then what it comes out he's a fucking you know Republican Trump supporter. No comment. Gays will still be inappropriate in those yeah. situations. Yeah, who was the knobhead like, like years uh, last year that had like Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Shock? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, was it Shock? Spock? Aaron Shock. Spock. Yes. <laughs> That's from Star Trek. Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of gays they can be morally bankrupt. Like they think someone's I... hot and they're the biggest racist yeah. on the world. It's like yeah, but he's still hot, but he's so still hot. Suck his dick. Yes, it's I like yeah. fucking. Hate it's like things that... when how often have you seen that? Some uh, especially when we used to have a lot of terrorists going on. They go. Oh, it's a shame because he's really hot. I know. Yeah. Serious. That goggle box thing. Like, oh, we do like a bad boy though. (laughs) Yeah, but not a bloody terrorist. (laughs) But I mean, that's that's the issue. I think that's where people do have to do that introspection to look at themselves. And you know, I have to get myself a point. Like, someone sends me a dick pic. Yeah. Whether it's one I don't like or I would like, I still make sure I carry out the same reaction. Say to me straight away, that's inappropriate. And even though I I, originally, if you didn't do that, I would have found you very attractive. It's it's, it's called being consistent. Be consistent with what you do. Mm. Don't pick and choose just because you think someone is hot. Do you know what I did say? that People always, um, I think maybe it comes to the the gay community, they always depend what's sexual assault and what isn't, depending mm-hmm. if they're attracted to the person. Or not. You don't become a creep because you're ugly. You become a creep because of your behavior. Let's, exactly. Let's exactly. not let the pretty ones yeah. get by on it. But don't get say, that proof privilege. As as this is an oh, Impulse London uh, Thursday Beach podcast, is what have you seen in regards to this situation that's happened, uh, especially like, since the pen- pandemic? You said, you know, there's there's a lot of introspective going on about how people be here and that, people yeah. taking stock of their life. What have you seen recently in the last 15 months in regards to consent or how gay men or the LGBT community are actually saying, actually, I need to stand up and say yeah. I've been affected by this because it's not just women. Yeah. And men yeah. don't usually do this. Well, that's why I'm so happy why I did that podcast to um, of Reclaim Me where I spoke about my experience. And the one thing that I loved 
getting out of it was this amount of men who messaged me saying thank you, thank you. for putting yeah. that out there because I've had that experience and I didn't know how to put it into words or I didn't yeah. know if I could talk about it. And it's just like, even though it was just that like, you know, 10, 20 men, that made me feel happy that I was able to open the door to someone and maybe they would go and get therapy or they'll yeah. talk yes. about it or yeah. they would um, admit that something happened to them. Um, so I think in that aspect, it's just a lot of people are waking up. To you open the door to somebody. Yeah. You actually Along like... with everyone exactly. else. I try and help push the door open slightly more. And you know yeah. what? At the end of the day, that is all we can do. Yeah. Because right now, all we are doing is we are sharing our own experiences mm. and what we're doing. And if we can... I know and this saying is we're not so, okay with it. Yeah. And saying that, if we just manage to like somebody that's listening, wherever the fuck they're listening to it. But if they like, oh my God, but this is not right. This isn't correct. Mm. And this happened to me. I'm going to speak out. Mm. If it's just that one person and this is so like, it's so cliche and it's so, but it's true. Then your work is done. Yeah. Your yeah. work is literally mm. done because yeah. that saves that one person from having to go through the trauma that you went through, mm. that I went through, that anybody else has gone through. And you know what? That's good enough. Well, that's the thing, like, even when it comes to, like, these sex parties, maybe having these conversations makes those sex parties yeah. safer. So when yeah. it, instead of becoming a free-for-all, if someone sees someone's passed out, maybe yeah. two of you are like, okay, I'm going to take this person to exactly. the room and we're going to make sure exactly. they're safe. So it, I think it helps with those environments exactly. to make them safer for everyone. Once I went to a complete, I didn't know anyone in this house and one person had G'd out and his closest friend had like, oh, it's fucking G'd out, leave him to it. I was like, no, someone's got to monitor him. Is he breathing? Is he whatever? Mm. So I sat next to a bed. Yeah. You know, in a certain state, I was sat next to bed looking after this person while the other one's making fucking toast in the kitchen. I'm like, toast? What kind of party was there? <laughs> One that toast. I, I can tell you a lot. <laughs> it was shit. Put it that way. It was a shit party. Once, once this twat woke up, I was out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like when someone goes under the influence, it's no matter what we say as a sofa person saying, you can do this, you can't do this, this is the way it is. Mm. It does not, that rules don't apply no. when somebody's under an influence because no matter how we feel sober, we don't have that same rationality mm. when we are not sober. Well, actions speak louder than words, don't they? Yeah. They do, but you're still under a different influence. Like if I if I supplied you with loads and loads of shots of something, you're not going to be the same. Well, yeah, no, I just mean even from your point of view, like you weren't involved in what happened to this guy at all. Yeah, you were just like... you, yeah. a bystander. But yeah, but you, you knew it was wrong. They needed looking after and you stayed with them. Yeah. So again, that was all the talk that we all give you put it into action like action speak louder than words yeah but i think that's not a, it's not the norm it's not the popular choice no 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 no, no it's not i mean i for me personally that that would be the automatic choice if i see someone that's yeah. unconscious and no one's with them i stay with them i don't care if it's one of my friends or a stranger i don't want them and it's not even just about sex like you don't want to get robbed yeah. or beaten up yeah, or you exactly. don't want them to choke mm. on their own vomit yeah. exactly like, but you know i'm i think i'm naturally like in my friend groups i'm naturally the mother so i naturally just want to look after people i've seen someone in danger now it's, yeah. my, it's, it's don't be now 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 you're like that because before you I've, said, I've always been like that oh, like I, i've okay. always been a very defensive person like even when i was big if i did see yeah. someone being attacked i would jump in because i know that's not correct yeah. and it's the same thing that situation that we all shouldn't be silent bystanders if you see someone is vulnerable step in put yeah. yourself yeah. between them and the danger and now we are finally going to talk about something that i think that a lot of people probably take it like as an everyday kind of thing but uh locker room talk Oh. What does that actually mean? <laughs> I mean, to give it to an understanding, I think a lot of people know that that phrase 
kind of come up when Trump was in office and how he would say certain things like, you know, grab her by the pussy. It's just locker room oh, talk. God. It's just the banter you I have mean, with the boys. Come. It's kind of that conversation. And I think when we did that episode, it's, it's about how do you as an individual, when you know, when you're kind of like more aware and knowledgeable about consent, how do you stand up to your peers, to your friends? Mm-hmm. Because normally that's where a lot of this mm. gets harbored and people mm. then get perpetuated and it goes out into the world and harms people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what the conversation is trying to like, you know, stand up to your friends. So how are there some tips that you would give to people? Like if some, if you're in a situation where you are in, uh, people are talking and you're mm. not comfortable with the way that the, the words are being expressed. Mm. Is there anything mm. that you would say to somebody? Like, how, how can you differentiate <laughs> yourself? It takes, I will admit, it does take courage. Um, you know, not to quote Harry Potter, it, it does what? take a lot of courage to stand up to your friends. If you stand up to your friends, you could lose them. But sometimes that's what it takes yeah. for you to have that conversation. And, and also, know, I guess, if they are a friend... They will listen. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to lose them. And mm. it's like, there have been like some group chats I've been in when, like, you know... Someone's been on holiday, just like, oh, I've met this guy. He was such a beautiful man. He had the biggest dick. And then I start sending the person nude and then they start just kind of being very disparaging and talking like an object. And I was like, I just don't think we should be having this conversation. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you are talking to a person who's on okay. the end of this and that nude is not for me. That was for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I killed a group chat once of like 35 people. Wow. <laughs> it was when- um, No surprise. <laughs> so, someone from Drag Race's nudes got leaked and they were like, oh my God, have you all seen? This is so amazing, sent the link. And I instantly stepped in. I was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that, that just yeah, because we're not those girls. I was like, this isn't okay. I think that's different between like me saying to you, because mm-hmm. I've known you for many mm-hmm. years, oh my God, that guy's really hot. He had a big dick. He had a, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. To then going into a group and saying, look, I've got a link to show you something that somebody doesn't really want you to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, guess yeah. there is still because you're kind of objectifying the person, you're whittling them down to their genitals. Yeah. And I know that for yeah. me, I well, hate, I dislike this conversation because I feel like they can easily well, go somewhere, somewhere else. else. And so I, I think, think yeah, yeah, in both scenarios there, like, although you have a point, like when you're one-on-one, I'm sure you wouldn't just be like, oh my God, I slept with this guy. He had the biggest dick. Like there would be more to the conversation. Oh, yeah. But Harry's right. Like, yeah. because even if you just want to make that one passing comment, the other person can take that as like, oh, Show us, like, what else? Like, I need to know more. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but surely that amongst your oh, peers. Oh, God, like, I would say, girl, go have a wank. I mean, I mean honestly. The thing is, girl. amongst your peers, you know where the boundaries are that you can say. But you also yeah. know that even well, if we say. I mean, do you? That's what well, this locker room that's... talk part is about. Like, this is because, again, like, especially after 2020, like, I, yes, I mean, if true. you didn't learn something in 2020, you weren't fucking paying attention. Yeah. Like lots of people's language and the way in which we speak to each other and address each other should have hopefully shifted slightly at least. So well, this, I mean, this whole locker room talk doesn't just uh, like stick with consent. It also comes around to calling out racism and transphobia and homophobia yeah. and all of that. Like there's these little... Well, that- things that we need to be more like we don't say that anymore we don't talk like that i think these are these safe spaces where when i was back to university this was i was very tory surrounded by my white friends and i was very much divorced at the time from my black side of myself and because they perceived me as someone who wanted to be a part of them part of that in crowd there was a lot of racism that they would say mm. that i felt like they wouldn't naturally say oh, well. if there was a black person in the room and sometimes i would call them out like when they said something i was like oh well we've got a friend coming who's black do you want to say that again and they're like no 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 don't bring that up mm. and this is what locker room is about there's things that certain people will say amongst their friends mm-hmm. they feel safe yeah. enough to say safe it that they to say wouldn't it, say it out wouldn't in public say it. yeah exactly yeah. which but you know what i think that's a that has 
I may, I, I may like that has to do a lot with British culture. I'm sorry, but that don't that does. don't, don't come does. in. Don't come is that locker room talk? No, she, <laughs> come, she comes here with a green card. This isn't anything fucking British. British people are like that. They like say like, oh yeah, sorry, 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 and then behind the like, the like, oh this, and then it's like, oh well, maybe, wait, maybe Londoners. Well, I mean, I don't think it's. We're not saying like saying shit behind people's back and being nicey nice to the mm. face. We're saying it's well, more about mm. the language and the thought process that in your head you think that's okay to act actually and think say, like that but yeah, actually yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no 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 it's not so yeah we're not we're not talking about like being slimy or oh, okay. two-faced yeah. we're yeah, talking I, I, about i feel like if you're having a conversation where you're objectifying someone or being disparaging don't yeah. say don't it. say it's, it. it's really that case you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all and it's a lesson that i've had to learn myself not through being disparaging about someone but obviously putting their name um to a story i was telling to someone not that i was yeah. being objectifying about them mm. That's lesson I had to say that, you know, if you need to do talk about one your sexual experience, because why shouldn't we talk about sex? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we are sex positive. Yes. But it's making sure you're mm. using the white the well. white words? The right words. <laughs> well. the, what? It's about using the right, right words, words, positive really? language, and you know flag it. Anonymity yeah. as well. Like you don't have to name this person. No, like give no, them a bit of know. respect as well. You can keep yeah. them anonymous. <laughs> It is a special edition of Thirsty Thirsty Bitch. Bitch. It's Impulse London, and we're talking consent here. So, guys, thank you, Harry. Thank Thank you, Dom. Do you want to talk about Impulse London if anyone wants to get in touch with you guys? Yes. Well, I mean, I just want to say thank you so much for having us and myself back. Oh, um, good. Thank you, honey. You were paying us. I'm sure. I'm sure Harry's going to have wonderful things to say about you as well. But yes, of course. Oh no, we love Harry. Uh, We love Harry (laughs) already. I've said this for so long. I was like, you will. You'll be fine. So nice. He's so like his voice is like diction. Diction. It's not voice. Very boring. <laughs> if, if, if people want to get in touch with you at Impulse London, because Dom, if, if anyone that's listening to us now mm-hmm. haven't heard Dom's podcast from season three of Thirsty Bitch, he was on uh, part one of the mental health. Mm-hmm. One of uh, our most popular episodes. So thank you very much. And if anyone wants to find Impulse London, where do they find you? Yeah. So you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter is at Impulse London, and Facebook is at Impulse Group London. All right. And if they want to reach you personally, um, where can they find you? I am Dom Topics. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Ew. And uh, what about you? (laughs) And I'm Harry. And you can just find me at harrymichael.s. This was such a, like, it was, it was such a good conversation. And you guys were right. We literally could sit here and talk for four hours about this. But I'm glad that we got the conversation started and we got it kicking in. Yes, thank you so much. Pay us. Are you a thirsty bitch? Okay, alright. A thirsty bitch. Okay, alright. A thirsty bitch. Uh, are you a, a thirsty bitch? Or no, or no.